Hey, it's Zen, owner of Life Verbs Co. And the creator, host, and producer of That's Right, Life Verbs Podcast. Yeah, I wear a lot of hats, I know, but check this out. I'm not sure if you're aware, but I'm also a professional certified life coach in intentional living and purposeful living, which means that I keep you accountable in living a more balanced life. Everyone can use some more balance, right? I also coach you to be the rescuer of yourself and to strengthen your resiliency from the ebbs and flows and roller coaster rides and curveballs that life throws your way and those crazy cards that sometimes you're dealt, including trauma, because I too am a trauma survivor. Did you know that knowing thyself is critical? And it's the key to achieving purpose and accomplishing your goals and living out your dreams. It's time to fully understand your God-given power and shift that mindset. So you know what? I'm going to offer you something. I want to offer you a one-on-one, one-hour free consultation with me. That's right. And in that consultation, we're going to highlight the key areas and get your blueprint started. It's time to start living a life with intention. Stop wasting time and invest in yourself. Let's get realigned. Just go to www.lifeverbs with an S podcast.com to schedule your free consultation to find out more information, and also to view client testimonials. Blessings and abundance. I am your host and life coach, Zen. And I'm your serial entrepreneur, Kai, co-host. Yes, welcome to Life Herbs Podcast, an empowering podcast where we hydrate your soul and fortify your spirit. Hold on, Zen. Wait a minute now. We also intensify and renew your mindset. So let's get to it how we get to it. Today, community, you are in for an amazing treat. Psychotherapist Jumi, who explores the historical trauma and well-being of communities of color. She is trained in EMDR. She's going to explain all about what that means and perinatal mental health. I hope I said that right. Welcome. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. You said it correctly. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Welcome to Life Verbs Podcast. Please tell us more about what you diagnose and EMDR. So my specialty, like you said, is perinatal mental health. So I help mothers pretty much like find their identity, stick with like, you know, who they are, find themselves because like a lot of times when we um become parents we're like okay I'm such and such mom or like I'm such and such partner or spouse or whatever so like we kind of like lose our identity so I help mothers pretty much like figure out who they are help them through any like anxiety they might be facing depression um I do a lot of that um just trying to pretty much like help them muster through a lot of like what they tell themselves 
because like your whole mood could be affected by like you know your your narrative so let me explain emdr okay emdr is eye movement desensitization reprocessing so what that is it's different from talk therapy it's kind of like mindfulness therapy right so it's like emotional surgery i say um it helps you um like get past what's holding you back from your past essentially so with that a lot of times um we go through trauma and our body um pretty much like notes it down differently like wrong and why that happens is we don't really like necessarily give ourselves time to like really process it and and think about man like this just happened like how did it affect me you know so emdr is just pretty much letting your body naturally do what it does like helping you process like what the heck just happened how you were affected um and it's, it's pretty real it's pretty raw um a lot of times when you go through it um you either become like hungry afterwards extremely tired or a little anxious because during what 60 90 minutes you're processing so much emotion like so fast you know yeah. your body is like you know exhausted tired hungry whatever so i i tell people um you know like afterwards do something nice for yourself because like you know it was heavy um and i guess i could explain um the process a little bit more so what we do is um like bilateral stimulation and what that is um once you go into the trauma it pretty much um helps you like it grounds you to like the moment and like you know who you are in the present like right now and since like covid and everything uh emdr we had to get like creative with like the bilateral stimulation yeah. so usually i'm not sure if you're familiar usually um the therapist you know does like this and you have to follow the movement mm. but through telehealth you just close your eyes or you can open it and you just bilateral tap yourself you know yeah so once you're going into the trauma it's grounding you to tell you that like you know you're not totally lost in it you're still present in the moment you're still being mindful you're still being aware that's very yeah. soothing yeah it is every day but like with my breathing do this because it's just very relaxing and like you said yeah. i'm here i'm not back where i was because it can just be that real yeah i guess right when you connect with wow that's amazing yeah because yeah. you're you're stopping like you're literally giving yourself time to like process because like we as people something happens and we're just like oh that sucks and then like we keep on moving and like we're taking hits and not even knowing you know yeah. we're scarred and not even knowing it and we just keep on moving so literally like when you stop it just it just comes you know and so this is what after this is what after um what like after uh give me an example uh, when you when you go through this so you have to experience uh like be big t trauma mm -hmm. or 
some type of like anxiety that you're uh, not able to like flush out or eating disorders. What else? If you're having pain in your body and you don't know why. Mm-hmm. So it's just like so many different things. Like I had one client, I was doing EMDR with her. She's afraid of driving. So I'm like, okay, let's do EMDR. So I introduced it to her and it became like really real for her. She did not like it. Um, but when she was going into like the trauma and like why she might not like um, like driving and why she's scared, she started um, thinking about things that like she repressed so long ago. And she's like, I'm not sure if it's real or not. And she went to her dad. She's like, you know, dad, this, I did EMDR. This came up. Like, did that really happen? And he's like, it did. And she's like, oh, I don't want to continue. Like, this is like too real for me. And she was like, you know, therapy for me is usually calming, but this made me a little restless. So we stopped until she was ready to continue. So that's just an example. Or let's say um, you go through like sexual trauma or you're estranged from your family. You're not talking to your family. Just you know, things that impact you, you know? I love how you said, because something that um, a portion of With Me Life Coaching, I talk about mindfulness Mm -hmm. and really informing them on what mindfulness truly is. Like you said, it's about being present in the moment. Yeah, It's not, you know, contrary to popular belief, it's not about relaxing and managing your emotions. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with therapy, people often see it as such, right? This is supposed to relax me. It's supposed to calm me. No, it's supposed to get down deep yeah, to the nitty gritty, even with life coaching to a certain extent, but right. supposed to get down, down to the nitty gritty and pull that out. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not supposed to be comfortable. Like that's what healing is. You know, like you go through a, like uh, a lot of stuff that's uncomfortable, that doesn't feel good. Because like, it's easy to repress it. It's easier to just put it in the back of your mind and like, a, um, like avoid it, you know? But like once you face it head on, it doesn't feel good, you right. know? Right. But it gets worse before it gets better, you know? So I'm just like, stick with me, let's do it, okay? <laughs> it's just like working out. You work out for the first time and you want to vomit. You're exhausted. But if you keep on going, like it gets easier and you're able to develop skills and, and strength to muster through whatever was holding you back in the, you know, in the first place, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. On your um, on January 29th, you put in there, uh, ask yourself, was it really a bad day or was it a bad 30 minutes out of your day? What mm-hmm. made you put put that up that day? Because a lot of people sometimes like they go through something and it just messes up their whole entire day, you know? And it's like, listen, that was like a bad five minutes or a bad 30 minutes. So let's not give it more power than it already is, you know? Let's be present in the moment and see it for what it truly is. Yeah. Because like you don't want a bad 30 minutes to just mess up your whole entire day. Like there's 24 hours in a day, you know? 
Right. So you can, you can make just, the rest of the days, you know, the rest of the time good and change right. the narrative. Yeah. Exactly. Like, don't let it hold you back. Don't give it more power. Because, like, a lot of times people, like, feed into it. And then, like, it grows. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're stuck, like, upset and mad all day. And it's like, and don't give it the power, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Jumi, what is a life verb? that you live by. A life verb is a trademark phrase I created. It simply means a life philosophy that you live by that is obtained through your personal life experiences, like your mantra, as you said earlier, the hook to the theme song of your life. Think of a lesson that you have learned in life that you apply daily. So what is your life verb? So I feel like my life verb is like just be, you know? Just be. Just be. Ooh, that's, my favorite. that's my favorite. Out of two, out of, this is our third season. So this is going on the third year I've had this podcast. Yes. This is that's my favorite. <laughs> Just, Just be. be. Yes. yes. It's simple, but it holds so much power. Yes, it does. Absolutely. When you said it, I felt it. Okay. Yeah. You feel like I, I feel and you shine on that. Yes. What yes. 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 um you know i gotta ask you one thing uh on the one on the uh on february 14th i guess it was valentine's day that post oh my God, i don't remember these dates here like on this date <laughs> i should yeah. warn you kyle take it back okay possible to have sex without in- intimacy as well as intimacy intimacy without sex yeah so wh- what was you what was you thinking on that one so I partnered with um, these people called BBXX. And then she was like, just pretty much like asking me, like, what does intimacy mean to you? And like, honestly, intimacy is a lot deeper than just sex, you know, especially when you um, become parents, you know, or if something happens and you can't like readily like, you know, dive in. You have to be able to connect with your partner, you know? Um, I have two small kids now, and just trying to just create time, it seems like, and we call them like our, our cock blockers. When we're ready, they're just like, oh, I can't sleep, or they're knocking on the door or whatever. So it's just like, okay, since we can't dive into it, let's just cuddle and watch a movie or something. Let's hold hands. Let's, you know, be next to each other. other ways to be intimate. (laughs) Exactly. Because, like, if your relationship is just solely that, like, it's not, it's not going to be, like, substantial, you know? It's going to die off, right? Yeah. Like, that's Definitely, definitely. You know, um... I was reading an article and it said in the United States, African-Americans, Native Americans and Alaskan Alaska Natives have endured a history of multiple traumas. And here we are again with another trauma called the pandemic that's affecting mm-hmm. all people of color um, more so than those who aren't. So my question is, with this vicious cycle that's been going on since we were literally brought over here. Okay. Yeah. As an expert in this arena, what can we do to begin to mend the foundational cracks? So for the most part, 
like just be aware, you know, be aware that like this happened and this is this sucks, you know, be aware that this happened and like you're affected, you're triggered, you know, and I feel like the first step is awareness. And once you're able to see, you know, and, and tell yourself, like, I'm affected because or this like I'm triggered because or this hurt me because like it will go a long way. Because like I said earlier, like we're just constantly moving and we're not processing anything. Yeah. So especially with like the, the racial um, injustice, um, again, we're taking hits. OK, and eventually your body won't be able to take any more, you know. So it's just like slow down, stop. Let's process like what is going on, what your symptoms might be. Because like in regards to um, mindfulness, your body tells you, your gut processes a lot faster than, you know, like what your mind could process. So if you pay attention to, okay, when I'm anxious, I feel it in my stomach. Or when I'm extremely anxious, like like I'm tense in my shoulders. If you realize that, then once you start being anxious without knowing that you're anxious, you will know that you're anxious because you're feeling it in your body, you know? Yes, yes, yes. We need to just slow down and process. And I feel like um, there's a lot of tension in the air with this Mm -hmm. pandemic. People are stressed for different reasons. A lot of people got a lot of things going on. Yeah. And we can often take out the anger on somebody just mm-hmm. because they're very available to do so, right? Yeah. Take out the emotion of what we feel when we really just need to be still, mm-hmm. process it, and articulate accordingly instead of just blowing up. Absolutely. That's what I'm hearing from what you're saying, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, that, I mean, that goes, you know, I guess especially when we was forced to be quarantined, and you know, if you were if you was married or living with your spouse, or, or I mean, not spouse, but you living with your girlfriend or, or boyfriend or whatever the case may be, a lot of a lot of couples didn't make it. Yeah, they were forced to learn more about themselves than they already knew. Yeah, so, you know, so yeah, I mean, I guess it, it has affected a lot of different people different ways. Yeah. So. So my next question to you is, can you discuss parent alienation and how the alienated parent can re-enter the child's life? We will be back after this brief message. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Did you know that one of the biggest benefits of podcast ads is that listeners actually enjoy them. Yeah, you didn't hear me wrong. On business.com, I learned that 67% of podcast listeners enjoy hearing ads compared to the 6% that enjoy hearing ads on TV or on the radio. So therefore, podcast ads are one of the most effective ways to get more exposure on your brand. 
to build your clientele, to build your customer base, and even more importantly, to create that strong loyalty within that base. That's why I am so proud to announce that Lightburbs Podcast is now offering commercial ads. That's right. We want to advertise your business. And I would love to send you more information. So if you're interested, email me at contactlifeverbs with an S at gmail.com. Again, that's contactlifeverbs with an S at gmail.com. And when you send the email, be sure to put in the subject, interested in advertisements. And I look forward to connecting with you. Blessings in abundance. And what advice can you provide to the alienated parent who has a younger child and then one who has an older child, like about to go to college? Because I feel like there's so much information out there pertaining to the younger children of how to deal with it, but not when they're older. Okay. As well. Like how, because I feel like so many people wait for, oh, you know, they're 18, 19, 20, so on and so forth. When they break away from that parent who's alienating, excuse me, me, say that 10 times fast, (laughs) that they're going to just click into this realization Mm -hmm. and they're going to come back to me and everything's going to be okay. No. Um, When that happens, like the damage is already done. You know, like when uh, the alienator, um, like it's kind of like brainwashing in a sense, you know, when that happens, the child goes through this process of like, you know, being angry, um, feeling neglected. Um, then they also feel just like, you know, like a, a premature death, you know, like this person I admired, I loved so much. They're not who they said that they were, or like, they're not who like I need them to be, you know? So when, Parents, I guess, um, like separate or go their separate ways, like early on, and the alienated parent tries to wait. Okay, I'm gonna wait until they're like 18, 19, like an adult. It, it's kind of too late because, again, with the narrative, they form this narrative in their head, and then now they believe it. So when you try to show them otherwise, they're not gonna believe it. Their guard is gonna be so far up, you can't break it down. You know, so my advice ooh, to the alienated parent, and it, it's hard, you know, it's all, it, it, it's very hard because especially as children, like you believe your parent, especially if like they're there for you, they have your back 100%, like the, the one that's being like the um, alienator, they have your back. And then like, you know, the moment the alienated parent slips up, they're just like, like, you know, my parent was right. I told you about Uh that. Yeah. Right. And then the the alienators, like, you know, views and and their voice becomes a child's voice, you know? And a little off topic here. And that's why I tell parents, um, like, don't call your child bad or don't, like, degrade them in front of their faces. Well, I mean, behind their back too, but 
in front of their faces, definitely, because what you're saying about them negatively becomes like who they are, you know? Like, okay, I'm a bad kid. I might as well be bad. Like, I am bad, you know? And that becomes like their core belief. Um, but going back to what you said about like what the alienated parent could do, maybe just like ease into it, you know? Yeah. Try to show the child, you know, like just take me for who I am. Like actions do speak louder than words. Nice. And yes, you are gonna have to be, you know, on pins and needles for a while until you know, they're able to let their guard down until they're able to trust you, you know? And with people who like lead with their guard up, I tell them like a lot of times, just try to, instead of, cause like when I think of your walls or like your guards being up, I oh. think of like a, a brick wall, you know? And I say, try to operate as if it was like a zipper, you know? No situations when it should be up, but don't always have it up. You could bring it down, you know? So. I like that with the zipper. With the zipper. I mean, even for people who are more visual, maybe yeah. get yourself a zipper. <laughs> right. For real, for real. Yeah. You know, the fabric store or a hoodie mm. or something and then visualize that. Yeah, absolutely. That's because it. like when I, when I think of a wall and my interpretation of a wall could be different than yours or, you know, yours, Kai. But I just think of it as being, like, close to permanent, you know? So it's like, how can we make this not permanent? Yes, I love it. I love it. Kai? No, I mean, the I mean, you know, I guess in my situation, with, you know, with my, with my, um, my daughter and situation, like when we, uh, her mother and I divorced and things, it was... Um, she came the the alienated um, um, parent, you know, because of what happened. But um, and now I see the long term effects because my daughter's closer to me than she mm -hmm. is her mother. So you know, and, and, and even as much as I try to force her to go, hey, you need to go see your mother. You know, you've been mm -hmm. with me four or five months straight. You know, you need. But she's just like, no, I want to stay here, right? Yeah. Or she'll go and then come right back in a week. So, you know, so I, I definitely see the long-term effects on that type of situation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, like, that's when, um, like, the mother wound becomes created or, like, the father wound um, because, like, that, that person is hurt and they can't really, like, move past it. And a lot of times, like, what we go through as children is what shapes us as adults, you know? I have um, two additional questions mm -hmm. as, we, as we start to close, and I'm sure Kai will have some additional ones as well. Um, my first question is, um, my friend, my friend's boyfriend just committed double homicide on her oh, and her son. Um, and apparently this man has lied to her from the get-go about everything. She really didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. um, to me, this shows, of course, I can't diagnose, you're able to diagnose, but it mm -hmm. does um, show some type of behavior where he would need to see a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. um, what are some relationship red flags? I know many 
women who deal with narcissistic men yeah who are um fathers to their children um and the co-parenting is tough but even single women I mean, I'm just hearing more about, and I know it's vice versa as well, but I'm just going from my experience. I'm hearing more women who are discovering narcissistic men than not. Yeah. And I just wanted to get your opinion on that and your expertise on that, on what do you think about that? Do you feel like it's connected? I know the pandemic, you know, as well, but do you feel it's connected to the racial traumas? Hmm. No. Um, when a person, I guess, like has narcissism, they, for the most part, um, like it starts from when they were young, like I, uh, like I said earlier, you know, and their family dynamics. Like if a child fights so hard to get their parents' attention, like for instance, like, hey, mom, like I, I got like an A minus on my math test. And the mom is like, you know, A minus, like, why not an A plus? Like, that's not good enough. Again, like, you know, you have to fight so hard to, like, get that person's attention. So I feel like, you know, that's where the root is of narcissism. Because, like, a narcissist, deep down inside, like, they're insecure. Deep down inside, you know, they're codependent. Because they need, like, admiration from people. They strive um on like acceptance and and things like that Mm. so it's honestly created when they're they're young like the the family dynamic you know like they're as they get older like they're easily like they know how to manipulate you know so like you know some red flags is pay attention to when you're walking with your spouse or like your partner are they ahead of you? Are they next to you? You know, if you put up some boundaries, are they totally ignoring your boundaries? You know, yeah. are they, I don't know, like a lot of times, um, like narcissists, they like like instant gratification. So it's like, are they trying so hard to appease you? Are they giving you the representative so you can let your guard down so you could trust them and then they strike, you know? Are they the same when you first met them and then, like, what, six months later? Because, like, it's hard to keep up a representative. Um, it, it, it is. So you see people's true colors instantly. Um, more red flags. Because, um, like, couples fight. They get in arguments and things like that. That's normal. So that's yeah. not, like, a red flag. But pay attention to, like, when you are in an argument, like, what happened? Are they, is the communication there? And I know it's cliche. Everybody says communication, communication, but it's true. It's true. You know, is it there? Right. Are they validating you? So you're, I'm sorry, but you're saying like in this, in a, in a, when you're arguing, you're saying pay, pay attention to how the argument plays out. Or yeah, absolutely. Level of, how should I say, what's the correct politically correct? Intensity. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm a big thing on it. It shouldn't get to a certain level. Right. Like I agree. A certain level, then that's showing you another side of them that's inside of them that can come out if if a button gets pushed. Right. All right. So I would say both, you know, 
pay attention to how intense it gets and then like what like how it plays out like what happens you know um like are they listening to you when you tell them like you know why you're upset are they validating your feelings has a, a safe space pretty much like been created you know um a lot of times like i tell my couples um like when you're fighting when you're in an argument or like whatever the situation may be um a lot of communication is nonverbal. so like if a person is like not looking you in your eye or like you know their arms are crossed and like their body language is kind of like put off it's like okay let's touch let's hold each other's hand because like it's hard to yell at a person it's hard to be extremely mad if you guys are close, if you guys are holding each other's hands, you know? So that's one technique um, like I use to pretty much like keep the, I guess like the disagreement at like a, a, a good level, you know? Huh. Those are excellent. I, I love what you mentioned because what you mentioned is not what is um, what you hear a lot of, right? Yeah. It's the little subtle things. I feel like we're always looking for the big things and it doesn't need to be big. It's those little subtle things right. that's, right. that's inching up to, right. to the big thing. Kai, do you have any additional questions before we close? Um, no, I'm just looking at her, um, at her post. Number one, I like the color scheme. It's, it's very uh, eye catching. Right. Thank um, you. And, and and lovely family also, love lovely oh, family. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, no, that's it. I'm I'm good. <laughs> awesome, awesome. What would you like our listeners, Jumi, to take from this podcast session today? Coming from your expertise as a psychotherapist and what you specialize in, if there's a message you had to get across today what would that message be? So, and I know like a lot of therapists say this, but like therapy is like super important. You know, a lot of times people go, like they're not proactive, they're like more reactive with therapy. And I know there's like a lot of like cultural stuff, like me, I'm Nigerian. So even though I'm a therapist, like my mom doesn't believe in therapy and she's been through so much trauma. And like one day I'm like, you know, mom, like you really need a therapist. And then like, when I said that, she acted like I like cursed at her, you know? So black people as community, like it's needed. We go through so much at even like such a young age. Like I've worked with, you know, so many children all the way to, you know, people who are like a, a lot older. And these kids, they go through so much. And it's just like, you know, they don't have a chance to like really be a kid. And that affects you, you know, that affects you if you are parentified, you know, like you move differently as an adult, you know, trauma, you move differently as an adult. And if you don't like release some of that stuff from your body, it sticks with you and it weighs you down. And yeah. then, you know, you could explode in different ways. You could shut down. You could just be angry, flipping tables. You know, you could be depressed, like extremely sad. Um, so like it, it comes out and people will be like, you know, why, why is Zen flipping out? Like what is going on? And it's right. like, no, like she has been through so much. She's tired, you know? Right. right. So 
just be more proactive. I feel right. like I, I went on a rant. <laughs> but yeah, be more proactive at the end oh, of the day. me on my arm when I'm trying to explain to people <laughs> people things just in different areas of my life. Yes, yeah. it's tired, okay? What's that What's that saying that they say? Say it louder for the people in the back. Oh my gosh, that was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kai, same thing. Jumi on it. You know, Kai's yeah. tired. Okay, like. You know what I'm <laughs> tired. You know, okay. you know what? It, you know what it is. Is sometimes the stuff that we've gone through, we don't even know how much of a burden or how much weight is holding us down until like you said we have a moment to think about it or something reminds us about it or you're getting hit from all angles and then all of a sudden you just go to that emotion you go to that feeling and then you're trying to shake it and it takes a lot right yeah. it, it, when people say they don't they don't suffer from depression I'm like everybody suffers it's just that some yeah. people have gone to the doctor and have been you know diagnosed yes diagnosed. right but I think everyone suffers from depression. Yeah, you know, so. same with anxiety too, kind of. You know. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of anxiety. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Jumi, where can our lovely community find you and connect with you? So I'm on Instagram, Namaste Mindful, but um, at the end it's not an L, it's a one, because you know it already got taken. So I'm like, I, I want this. But um, <laughs> yes, now I'm gonna stay mindful on Instagram. Um, yeah, and and that's all. And Jumi's information is also located below in the description box. Also, make sure to subscribe to this podcast right now. What are you waiting for? Okay. Thank you, thank you, and also follow us on Instagram. You see our Instagram handles right here, and they're also below in the description box. Also join us live. We love to engage and interact with you. Absolutely. And then also listen, if you want to be interested in, you know, joining us, getting on the podcast or, you know, advertising or, you know, or, or you want us to be an ambassador, you got to got something you want to give us. You know, hey, contact Zen at contact life's verbs with an S at gmail.com. And um, yeah. <laughs> and um, always remember Romans 12, too. You know, um, be not conformed to this world, be transformed by the renewing of your mind, All right? Yeah, and, uh, and always remember to keep your soul hydrated and your spirit fortified. And if you're also interesting, interested in being a sponsor of this podcast, we are accepting sponsors now. Feel free to email me. That information is located in the description box. Take it away, Kai. Listen, so at the end of the day, we're just two Libras with two <laughs> different views, but we're always on the same wave. And we're yes, out. I love it. <laughs>